when I was younger, I used to be a major proponent of taking road trips. And I used to love getting out on the open road. As strange as it is, I love the smell of hot asphalt. That rubbery, burning smell. Something about it makes me want to drive a thousand miles to a location that I've never been to. Maybe it's something about the freedom of the highways. But I've taken countless trips over the years to places that most people have never heard of. And I recommend everyone take a cross-country trip at least once in their life. That said, there is one trip, one of those cross-country trips, that actually haunts me. I think it was some kind of glitch in the Matrix, but I really don't know. I'm submitting this as a glitch story, because I have zero explanation otherwise. This was in the early 90s, I was in my early 20s, and I was on a solo road trip from east to west here in the States. I'd pack my car with all my essentials, say my goodbyes to people that mattered, and I would set off on adventure, stopping and making calls at payphones along the way. The first couple days of the trip were uneventful. I was just going down the highway with my music, some truck stop food, and the joy of freedom. On the third day, though, is when things took a bit of a strange turn. I was driving down a two-lane highway, a bit of a desolate stretch of road in the middle of nowhere. The sun was in the middle of the sky, making the shadows stretch across the landscapes, and making the air feel a bit heavier. I had been on a pretty empty stretch of road, and I hadn't seen another car or sign of life for a while. That's when I saw what looked like a person standing on the side of the road. He was tall, thin, had long hair flowing in the wind. He almost looked like a stereotypical hippie. He wasn't wearing vivid colors or anything like that. He just looked a bit lanky, had big round glasses and long dark hair that was tied back. He had his thumb out like he was trying to hitchhike. I slowed down thinking that I could stop for him, but something about the whole situation gave me a weird vibe. Something told me to keep driving and that he would be fine, and that I should not stop. So, I kept going. As I drove on, I glanced in the rearview mirror and saw him continuing his travels on foot. He didn't seem upset that I didn't stop, so I wasn't going to feel bad about it. After about an hour, though, I was confused to see another hitchhiker. Not just another hitchhiker, but the same hitchhiker. It was the same guy standing there with the same bag and the same outstretched thumb. He had the same long hair that was tied back and same round glasses, same overall look. I couldn't believe my eyes. It had to be a coincidence. There was no way that the guy an hour back had gotten ahead of me. I hadn't stopped or slowed down, and I was going something like 70 miles per hour at this point. For him to have gotten ahead of me, he would have had to have been walking faster than 70 miles per hour, or teleported. Obviously, this didn't help my creepy feelings about him, but I ignored it, thinking that I was just going crazy. 
until I saw him again, about another hour later. I know that sounds crazy, trust me, but I saw another man with the same tied-back hair, the same brown shawl, the same lanky structure, and same outstretched thumb. At this point, I was freaking out, thinking that I was either losing it, or that I was at the butt-end of the most well-thought-out prank in the world. Was this seriously a bunch of similar-looking guys dispersed along the highway at hour intervals? Just standing there to mess with people and making them think that they're seeing things? At this point, I decided that I needed to go ahead and get off the highway, and stop to get something to eat. Maybe I was just hungry, and my brain was doing something stupid. I went for about 20 more minutes down the highway, making sure that there was no way that this man could catch up to me if I stopped. I pulled off, went to a Sonic's, and got a burger for dinner. I sat there, ate my food, and then decided to get back out onto the road. I pulled out of the parking lot, back onto the road that led to the highway, and at the next corner, who else would I see but that same man? This time he was at an intersection, not on the side of the highway, and he was just standing there with his bony thumb outstretched. This time I stopped. Seeing this guy four times, there had to be some level of fate between the two of us, right? There had to be something that was happening that I could not understand and we were supposed to meet. My curiosity had taken over my fears, so I just said that I would bite the bullet and confront him. I pulled up beside him, rolled the window down, and asked him if he was okay, or if he needed a ride. He nodded at me, and walked over to my car, and put his hands on the open window looking in. The whole time he walked up and looked around, he had the goofiest smile on his face, like he was the happiest he had ever been. After a couple seconds of this, I guess you could call it analysis, he looked at me and said, What's your name, bruh? I told him that my name was Gabriel, but that he could call me Gabe, if he wanted, and he just kept his smile and nodded slowly. After a few more seconds of terribly awkward silence, he looked back at me and said, You know what, brother? I appreciate it, but I think I'll take the next one. His voice turned a bit cold, and he pushed himself away from my car, telling me to have safe travels. I stared at him for a moment, but then told him to have a good day, and started driving off. It was an incredibly awkward moment, and a conversation that I will remember for the rest of my life. The rest of the trip passed without incident, and I didn't see that man again. It was almost as if I needed to talk to him, like our simulation was telling me that, in order for me to continue, I needed to meet this random dude that I had seen hitchhiking in four different locations. And... When I finally met him, he stopped spawning in, and I was allowed to move forward. It was a bit terrifying, not going to lie, but nothing really happened outside of that weird conversation. I don't know if he was some kind of ghost or glitch that I had to address, 
or if it was all in my head and it was just four guys that looked identical. Like I mentioned, I guess it could have been a prank, but if so, that was the most epically coordinated prank to have ever happened, and there was no payoff for literally any of them. No matter what it was, it was weird. And hopefully you and your listeners enjoy it. I have always loved the quiet solitude that comes with fishing. I love being out on the water and away from the craziness of everyday life. It's always been my perfect idea of relaxation. A sort of therapy, you could say. I have a bit of a creepy story that actually took place not that long ago, in early June. It was early morning and I'd set out on my boat expecting nothing but a nice and calming day and hoping for a decent catch. I'm catch and release, so I wasn't taking anything home, but I was still hoping for a good time. The water was very calm that day. The sun was shining down hard and the sky was cloudless. It was a couple hours into my day, the only sounds around being the gentle lapping of the water and the birds going a bit crazy over whatever it is birds go crazy over. As I was sitting there, I saw something glinting on the water, something that looked a bit out of place. It caught my attention, and as I focused on it, I noticed it was a glass bottle just bobbing up and down in the water. My curiosity peaked, and I was also a little annoyed at the same time. I hate people that litter on the water. I reeled my line in and maneuvered my boat a bit closer before grabbing my net to pull the bottle out of the lake. When I pulled it from the water, I could see that it was pretty old and pretty gross, but the lid was fully sealed and it wasn't full of water or anything. I wiped it down and noticed what looked like a rolled up piece of paper inside of the bottle. I opened the bottle and pulled the paper out, and that's when things got a bit strange. The paper wasn't dated or anything, and it didn't look like it was that old, but it's what was written on it that confused me. The message was written by a man named Jonathan, same name as me. It started by saying, I'm writing this on an early morning in June. The water is calm and there's barely a cloud in the sky, which was identical to how things were going on on that specific morning. The letter also mentioned that Jonathan was struggling with some things in life, which is why he went out fishing on that particular morning. It stated that his father had passed away recently, and that he was going through a painful divorce. This was incredibly chilling to me. My father had passed away about three months prior, and my wife and I had recently agreed to split up. I was struggling with things which is why I set up this weekend fishing trip. There were a few more details in the letter that matched mine. Not major details, but small things about how he was feeling, what he was planning on doing, and so forth. The letter ended with a quick note that said, I'm going to have to cut my fishing trip short, though. The clouds are starting to build up, 
and I'm thinking that it's going to be a pretty crazy storm. I paused, and I looked up, and, much to my surprise, the sky was actually starting to get a bit cloudy off to the horizon. At this point, I kind of thought about what I should do. Was this some kind of prophetic letter? Or was it just completely coincidental and I was crazy? After thinking about it, I decided to go ahead and wrap up my trip. The letter was too close to my exact circumstances to just not be something, so I got my boat to the shore and got it hooked back up, and I got all of my gear put up in my truck. As soon as I got out of there and onto the main road, it started to downpour, like hard rain, and small bits of hail level storming. I laughed at the craziness. The storm actually went on for the rest of the day, and it was heavy enough that there was a tornado watch that was put into place, because of the wind and the level of intensity that it hit our town with. Now, I'm not saying for sure that this was some sort of prophetic message from myself, from some other timeline or something, but it is crazy to me that I found a letter from a person with my name going through almost the same thing that I was going through, that ended with the message that predicted exactly what had happened. If I hadn't listened to that letter, I would have been out on the water when it was coming down like that, and it would not have been pretty. But that's my story. I unfortunately do not have the letter anymore. It seemingly disappeared at some point soon after that day while I was moving my stuff, but I like to think that it ended up back in the water to warn the next version of me that ends up out on that water on a June morning. And hopefully he listens. I've started writing this story and thought about submitting it probably five or six times now, but I always kind of chicken out at the last minute. This happened to me over ten years ago now, when I was in grade school, so I think I always worry a bit that it'll be thrown out because I was a kid, which is really kind of dumb because I know you've covered stories of things that happened when the submitter was young before, but I'm an inherently anxious person, so I overthink things. I am particularly inclined to say that this really happened, though, because my mom still remembers it, too. When I was in, I think, the seventh grade, my mom was driving me home from school. We live on the outskirts of a suburb in the American Midwest, a nice area overall that bordered a lot of fields and open farmland. I was going to a private Christian school a little further into the main suburbs, but we lived in the more country-like part of the area, so my mom would pick me up after school every day to take me home. We didn't run buses, so I know now how much of an inconvenience this probably was in hindsight, but I always enjoyed the time, watching the exits of Targets and coffee shops turn to Walmarts and fast food, and then to a stray gas station between patches of trees and neighborhoods, before ending as an open field. We would use this time to talk, 
I'm an only child, so me and my mom have always been particularly close. I would talk about what we learned in school that day, something funny that happened at lunch, or the latest drama that I really needed to vent that day. I was bullied as a kid, I will admit, which made it really nice to have a mom so willing to listen to me. And she would talk to me about the conversations that had popped up between her and my grandma that day, since she was employed as a caretaker for her. We'd also talk a lot about our favorite shows. My dad grew up on a healthy diet of comic books and Star Wars, something which he was very intent to pass on to me and my mom by proxy. I was never a super huge fan of Star Wars, which is blasphemy in certain circles, but at the time, I had fallen in love with Doctor Who and Star Trek. I also think this might have even been around when Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was airing, and I still remain a passionate MCU fan. So, with both of us watching the sci-fi shows nightly, Mom found herself dragged along with us into this abyss that is fandom culture. All this is to say that me and my mom, being alone together in our car that day, were big sci-fi fans, but otherwise weren't in any sort of altered mental state. So, we were about at the junction point between gas station suburb and Walmart suburb. I don't remember what we were talking about at this point. Maybe I was even on my iPod or something, but when we turned a corner, I remember Mom making a little gasping sound, her eyes landing on the space over one of the buildings and saying, Johnny, is that a blimp? I looked up, and yeah, there was a blimp, silver and moving slowly in the distance. It was oblong, metallic, literally a textbook picture of a blimp. It was flying pretty low to the ground, probably two miles above the trees at most, so it was taking up a solid portion of the sky to our side. It looked like maybe what a blimp hanging decoration would look like in a kid's room. I don't know how best to describe it, but I want to be clear that this was a notable blimp. People would see it, and while we were hitting the outer edges of the suburbs, we still had traffic around us. This was a weird event in and of itself. I'd seen pictures of the Hindenburg and the like, but I had never seen a blimp actually in person before. So, at this point, me and my mom were just kind of chatting excitedly. Like, oh my god, that's so cool. What a weird thing. I wonder if notable country store slash park near us is having an event or something. We kept going along our usual path, and the blimp followed at that perfect speed, where it never looked like it moved to us, even as the buildings in front of us changed. It must have seemed to hang in the air with us for probably a solid two, three minutes, which now seems short, but at the time seemed like such a long amount of time. We hit a patch of trees right before the last gas station pre-fields, concealing the blimp from view for a moment. And we got around them and looked back, and there wasn't a blimp. We were shocked. Mom pulled off into the gas station so that we could circle back around, but no matter what way we looked at it, however many double takes we did, there was no blimp. 
I must emphasize that driving past this patch of trees took maybe five seconds max. I'm writing this like we were completely calm and collected, but no. We were literally shouting our disbelief at each other, each looking around frantically, but no matter where we looked, no blimp. I remember my mom looking at me and saying, where the hell did it go? Before realizing the swear, of course. I remember looking back at her, my little sci-fi mind already doing whirls and saying, I think there must be a secret base nearby. At the time, she had laughed, though a bit nervously, saying that it probably landed in a field nearby. Neither of us having something that couldn't wait an hour to get done, we decided to go exploring, try to find out what happened to it. We pulled out of the gas station and onto the back roads trying to find where it landed. We drove for an hour, trying every zigzag pattern we could. We went deeper into the country than we usually would, through some farms and forests and all the way back to town in a massive loop. There was no blimp. It had simply vanished. We went home, filled with something between excitement and horror as we realized something actively weird and possibly supernatural had happened to us. We still didn't believe it, really. It had to have some explanation, right? We kept an eye on every news source that we could think of. My mom was always active in community groups on Facebook and the like, and we scanned there, but not a word was said about the blimp. We checked the website of the event park that we thought might be hosting it, but nothing was on their calendar. Nothing was said on the local news, in the paper, nothing was said at school or work. For all practical purposes, it seemed like no one else had seen it. Even probably ten years later, my mom makes jokes about this, saying that we're not crazy, they just want us to think that we are. We still have a half-joking hypothesis that there's some secret government base buried in the fields out back, or that maybe we were visited by little green men. It's the only supernatural event that my mom actually believes in. Well, excluding religion if you like to count that as supernatural. And it's because we saw it with our own eyes. But the thing is, ten years later... I've become much more interested in the supernatural. I've always been someone who, while fundamentally and truly a skeptic, has had a weird connection with things that I really shouldn't. I had a degenerative bone disease as a child, and my parents have told me that, literally before I can remember, I was describing to them a tourniquet being wrapped around my leg. Another time, I warned my mom to watch out for the angel, when she went with my uncle for a motorcycle ride. And though that was a weird thing to say with, like, zero context, they were almost in an accident because, as they were driving, a garden statue of an angel fell off of a pickup truck. I literally can no longer count the number of times I've seen places in my dreams before I ever see them in real life. But when I see them... They're identical down to the tiniest detail. My mom and I make a half-joke that her entire line is blessed with spiritual abilities in this way. My grandma and aunt always claimed that they saw spirits, 
which, to be honest, I always took with a grain of salt. And my mom has a very clear memory, right before my grandpa died, of seeing him in duplicate, a spirit version of him hovering over his body, like an astral projection. I have a lot of weird events that have happened to us, I will admit. Even if I intrinsically think that a lot of things are really less scary and less supernatural than they appear to be. I only discovered your channel this last winter, Raven, but it's been a part in a long chain of weird and slightly scary channels that I follow now. Like I said, I'm a skeptic. I look at things like this mostly for entertainment value, and I love the little adrenaline rush that these stories give me, but... While I keep hearing your glitch in the Matrix stories, I'm starting to think that this may be what happened to us. For some reason, the Matrix glitched in a blimp asset that matched pace with our car, could only be seen by us, and then glitched it back out. Maybe the blimp clipped between realities for a minute, or out of time. Maybe it slipped through a crack for just long enough for us to see it before returning to its rightful place. Or, maybe our initial guess was right, and either the government's doing some stuff that we really shouldn't have poked our noses as far into as we did, in hindsight, or it really was little green men paying us a visit in an oddly familiar craft. I don't know for sure. The only thing that I'm absolutely certain of is that, that day, ten years ago, we saw a blimp that simply blinked out of existence in the time it took us to drive past some trees. Thank you so much for taking the time to read this. I know it's long and kind of meandering, occupational hazards of an English major, I guess, but I hope this is something that you and your audience can enjoy. Hi, Raven. The story that I'm about to tell you actually happened today, and I immediately knew that I had to submit it. For background, my husband and I moved into our new place almost two months ago. We love it here, but we decided to do this move all on our own, without any help, so it's been rather slow and at times straining. I work from home, and... I also happen to be super handy. So, while he's been at work, I've built all of our furniture, decorated everything, have unpacked all of the clothes, and more on my time off, which is quite more than him. He helps me whenever he can. I more than happily have taken control over everything. My husband letting me do all the decor? <laughs> this woman says yes. I'll get into it now. So many of our clothes still need to be put away in our closet. We also had to get rid of many things. We both just have too much. And sadly for him, about 50% of his shirts that no longer fit him. He's been needing more t-shirts. His 28th birthday was a few weeks ago, and one of the many things that I got him was a black t-shirt that said, Born in 95. I was born later the same year, so I also got myself the same Born in 95 shirt, 
but in grey. I've seen him wear it a few times already, and I'm glad that he loves it. Here is where things get goose bumpy. Today we woke up at the same time. I got up and went to use the restroom while he changed. Today he wasn't working. When I got out of the bathroom, I noticed that he had put the shirt on. We went down to eat breakfast, and towards the end of breakfast, we joked that I should put mine on as well, and we could match for the day. It's something that we haven't done before, and the joke became a let's do it thing. I have so many hampers of clean clothes to put away still, three of which are in our bedroom. I remembered unfolding my t-shirt while standing on the side of our bed and putting it away in the closet, but it wasn't in the normal part of the closet where the t-shirts are. I remember it being there because I wanted to wear it soon, and so I kept it separate from the rest. So, I told him, it shouldn't be too hard to find it in the mess. I remember folding it and putting it in the closet from one of the clean hampers the other day. He said he couldn't wait for me to put it on. We then went upstairs so I could change and get ready for the day. When I get upstairs, I go to the closet and it's not there in the spot that I had left it, which was the bottom drawer which is normally his sweatpants drawer. I then start to have the weird feeling that I might have dreamt it, and that it was one of those instances where the dream was so real that I confused it for reality. My husband is laying on the bed and I tell him, Hey, I could have sworn I put it here and now it's not there. I'm going to start taking out the clothes from these hampers and fold the easy things until I find it. It has to be here because I washed it. He replies, Okay, I'll be here, love. Take your time. I laughed. I might as well make something productive out of this. And he replies, I love it and I'm proud of you. I hadn't worn this shirt since a few days after it came in the mail several weeks ago, so I was excited to find it. I made it a mission. About 20 minutes later, quite a bit of clean clothes are now folded on the bed. And that's when I sat next to him and told him, I literally folded it the other day, and now I'm questioning whether I dreamt it or not. He stated, Yeah. I remember you folding it too, just the other day, and putting it in the closet in that separate spot, bottom drawer. I said, I think it was just a dream that felt real, but it feels like a genuine memory that I had, so that doesn't make sense, like I remember it. He then says, yeah, now I'm feeling the exact same way. It feels like it was now a dream of mine too, but... It feels like it was a literal memory, not a dream. I remember you doing it. So, now at this point, we came to realize that we both either had the exact same dream, but from our own points of view, or have the same implanted memory that never actually happened. I mentioned in a light-hearted manner, we always talk and joke about what we're doing together in parallel universes, but... What if something happened to both of us in that one, and we're now here, and we're both just having identical shared memories together from that one? His face actually got serious, and he said, I actually think about it all the time. All jokes aside, 
I actually wonder. I also mentioned to him how I've occasionally been seeing bright split-second flashes of white light, like if someone was taking a picture from a camera. A camera, like Flash. He went on to say that he's been seeing the same flashes too. This is when we both sat there and realized that this memory was real, but that it didn't happen. Not in this timeline. I get goosebumps. Alright, well, I'm gonna keep taking out and unfolding the clothes until I find it, I guess. We have to match today. I said as I hopped back off the bed. I walk over to the hamper and picked up a shirt that was inside out. When I flipped it over, it was the shirt. It was oddly the very next item of clothing I picked up right after just having this revelation. I pulled it out and my husband got very wide-eyed. That's actually wild. There's like 90 pieces of clothing in these hampers and you found the shirt right after we just had our wild conversation? I got so many goosebumps, but my emotions were also mixed with excitement because we were now able to match today. I threw it on, but I thought about it a lot throughout the day. I truthfully think that we had memories from a parallel universe that something had happened to us in. And I wonder if his memory of it is what subconsciously also made him wear that shirt today. Hi Raven. Love the channel. Keep up the great work. Have you ever wondered how many glitches go by unnoticed? Ever wondered how the Matrix resolves these glitches without revealing too much of itself? That's something that I've thought about quite often. Let me explain. Back in 2019, my partner and I were living in a two-bedroom apartment with our dog, Lily. Lily was a border collie and required a lot of exercise, so we would make sure to take her for walks whenever possible. One morning, I woke up after sleeping in a little and realized that my partner had gone out. She must have gone to the shop, I thought. I walked out into the lounge room and noticed that Lily's leash was still hanging on the hook. I called out to Lily and she soon appeared behind the couch and came running to me. Oh, why didn't mom take you with her? I asked. I played with Lily for a while and then went to the office and logged onto my computer. Then, about a minute later, I heard the front door open. Babe, is that you? Where have you been? I went to the shop, she replied. Well, why didn't you take Lily? I asked. I did. I froze. What? That isn't possible. I was just playing with Lily not more than a minute ago, and a walk to the shop would take at least ten minutes. Besides... Wasn't Lily's leash hanging on the hook just now? Utterly confused, I stood up and walked into the hallway, and sure enough, there was Lily, standing in the open doorway, still wearing her leash that my partner was just then in the process of removing. My eyes must have almost popped out of my head. Slowly, I turned around and walked back to the office trying to figure out what I had just seen. I had heard of glitches in the Matrix before, 
In fact, my workmate had mentioned the phenomenon just a few days prior. I was open to the idea, so I just put it down to that. But it got me thinking. What happened to my copy of Lily? Was she simply removed from the simulation? Did she cross over to another reality? One in which my partner never did take her to the shop? Who knows? What I do know is that whatever the Matrix did to resolve the glitch, it did so while my back was turned, while my attention was on my computer. I often wonder what would have happened if I had, for example, just sat there on the couch with my copy of Lily until my partner had come home with her copy. Then there would have been two Lilies in the same location. Surely the Matrix could not afford to reveal itself in such an obvious way, and would attempt to prevent such a situation from occurring. Setting off the smoke alarm, causing something to randomly crash from the office cupboard, anything to divert my attention, so that my copy of Lily could be safely despawned without me seeing it happen. As much as our simulated reality seems broken and buggy, it almost always seems to find an out. A way to resolve these glitches without revealing too much of itself. So, props to you, Matrix. I'll, I'll start by saying that I'm the biggest skeptic that I know. But the following story is 100% true, and I have no idea how to explain it. So, my wife and I live in Liverpool, England, and have friends in Newcastle, which we visit about three times a year. We always take the same route, which is straight up the country on a motorway, then straight across the country on an A road, kind of like a right angle. We take the same route every time we go, and I know it like the back of our hand. So much so that we always have a pub lunch at the same place on the A road on our way to see our friends. On the day in question, everything was fine on the motorway, and my wife rang the pub to book our table for our lunch. A lady answered and booked us in. Now, this is where it gets strange. We exited the motorway and pulled onto the A road. Normally, when we start to drive down this A road, we drive through a village with picturesque cottages and guest houses, but the road was deserted. Also, there were no cars but ours on this road. We started to get concerned and pulled over. I got out of the car and walked around where the town should have been. It was eerily quiet, and there wasn't a house, cottage, or anything else in sight. My wife said, let's just carry on to the pub and get some lunch. So, we carried on, and where the pub should have been, it was just wasteland. Not even a hint that the pub was there. Now, absolutely panicking, we drove as quickly as we could to our friend's house, which was still an hour away. But after about 20 minutes, we started to notice cars again on the road and we got to our friends and told them about the incident. They said that we probably just turned off at the wrong exit and laughed it off. We had a good weekend, and on our way home, 
I told my wife to ring the pub and we'll just have our lunch on the way home instead. So she rang the pub and booked us in. This is the thing that has haunted me since it happened. When we got there, we were greeted by a young waitress who said it was lovely to see us again. I said, I don't think we've met, have we? And she said that we were in on Saturday for lunch. We made our excuses, and we left straight away. We still don't talk about it. I have a lot of shoes, but I don't have any double sets. I have one pair of everyday shoes, they're black on black Samoa Adidas. These are pretty much my everyday shoes, my most comfortable shoes, and I've only owned one pair ever in my life, and I've had this pair for 10 years. I have never bought any other pair of Adidas shoes. I have two different sets of boots. I have some white tennis shoes, and I have some nice dress heels and sandals, and flip-flops, and shower shoes, and house slippers. But I have one single pair of black-on-black Samoa Adidas. These shoes are great quality, and have lasted me a really long time. I've never considered replacing them. I have nobody else that I know who would wear the same pair, and I've never seen them on anybody else who's come in or out of my house. My son has gigantic feet, and if he somehow had the same pair, they would be like a men's 16, so I really do not understand how my shoes doubled. I got home from work and changed out of my work shoes. I took off my work clothes, put on some comfy clothes, and I keep my black Adidas on the left side of my bed tucked under the box spring. I pulled them out and slipped them on, and I went for a jog. I came home, took off my clothes, jumped in the shower, and when I came out, I picked up my shoes to place them back under my bed, where they go. And there's already a pair of black Adidas my exact size in that spot. I had just pulled these shoes from that spot to go jogging. It's not like I pulled my shoes from a different location and I somehow have always had two pairs and never noticed. This is exactly where I pulled them from, and there is a set sitting right there under my bed. I pulled them out and looked at them, the wear is exactly the same, which you can expect is pretty significant for shoes I've worn near daily for 10 years. The nicks on the side, the spot where my foot hit the gravel when I fell a couple years back, it's all the exact same. I pulled out both sets. I had four shoes in front of me. I was sitting there feeling like my brain was broken and I knew what I was seeing did not make sense so therefore it must be incorrect, somehow. I left both pairs out specifically so that when my son got home from school, I could ask him what the hell. 
maybe he saw an exact same pair, the exact same size outside in one of the communal areas around here and brought them in thinking they were mine. Maybe a friend of his left them over and we just happened to have the same wear and same size. My son comes home from school and I bring him into my room to show him that I have four shoes when I should only have two and he thinks I'm crazy because there is now two shoes on the ground. Two, not four. But I know that I was not imagining it. Hey Raven, I'm a very new listener of the channel and this is my very first story. This might not be particularly scary or interesting, and it might not even be a glitch per se, but in my honest opinion, I believe it was. A teensy bit of context first. My parents' relationship is really rocky, and they fight a lot over stupid, petty reasons. But there are times when they tolerate each other. However, this recent fight, or rather tantrum as you'll soon find out, it was started over literally nothing. The day before yesterday, and for a pretty good while before then, my parents were getting along completely fine. That particular day, they were chatting and having normal conversations about summer plans before Dad left for work. Mom and my sibling and I had a normal rest of the night. We went to bed at our usual time, and then Dad came home at around midnight. I was in bed at this time, searching for ASMR videos to fall asleep to, and I heard Dad shuffle around downstairs before heading upstairs, walking past my room and into their bedroom where Mom was already in bed. Minutes later, though, I heard their door open and Mom's footsteps descending down the stairs. She went into the kitchen and stopped. I didn't hear anything else after that. Then Dad's footsteps came from the room and descended down the stairs and into the kitchen, and he stopped there too. I still didn't hear anything. It was completely silent. No talking, no shuffling, no noises whatsoever. Our house is pretty small, and when my parents speak, they never talk at an acceptable volume. They shout. No matter what. It could be a quiet place and they would still be shouting at each other. I immediately thought, what the hell are they doing? Not even a minute went by and Mom just as silently walked back upstairs and went back into their bedroom. Dad followed a little while after, also completely silent. The next day, Mom and Dad were not talking to each other at all. I've experienced the silent treatment before, but... I remember what happened the previous night, so I was even more confused this time around. Mom didn't even eat lunch with Dad, something she always did despite their other fights. Then, today, in the morning, Dad left early for work and Mom broke down and cried and threw a huge tantrum, thinking that my sibling and I couldn't hear her. She kept sobbing loudly about how Dad was so mean how he was a bad person. 
I've gotten this treatment from her plenty of times, the last time being over my personal choice to buy and use makeup, so I mainly just got really annoyed. But at the same time, I was even more confused. Nothing happened. There was no argument or fight that night. I quite literally heard nothing. When Dad got home, they still refused to talk to each other until Mom finally decided to break the ice, and then they actually started a huge shouting match tantrum, in the open garage in front of all the neighbors, no less. They didn't get involved in the end. Mom was yelling that Dad thinks he can do what he wants, and Dad was yelling that Mom needs to get off his back. It was really nonsensical babble that had nothing to do with anything. They screamed to the point where I was fully expecting Dad to just pick up a tool and smack Mom with it. Eventually, they both calmed down after almost screaming their lungs out, and then did a full 180. They suddenly started talking normally. Like I said, they are always shouting, but this was the normal shouting that I mentioned earlier. And they were getting along. They started talking about summer plans again, and then about the dessert they were going to have at that moment. I'm still so confused as to what exactly happened, and honestly, I'm a little scared. I feel like either this was a glitch, or both of my parents went insane and got possessed for a bit. Hi, Raven. I want to start by saying that I love your channel and that you get me through a lot of lonely nights on my overnight job, and that I really appreciate that. Well, of course, very happy to help. Ironically enough, it's at my job where my story takes place. It's not the longest or even most chilling story, but I wanted to contribute in some small way. Anyway, I'm a receptionist who does the overnight, night audit shift at a four-star hotel. It's not old or anything, it's actually quite modern, and to be clear, I have never touched any types of drugs and only drink alcohol on my days off, so there was nothing inhibiting me at all. One night, in the middle of the night, probably 2 or 3 a.m., I was doing my regular duties, one of which was to give the floors a mop to get them respectable the next day. The whole back wall of the foyer area is a huge mirror. Like, the entire wall is literally a mirror. Anyways, I was doing my cleaning when I look up and my reflection in this mirror was much bigger than it should have been as if I was standing nose to nose with it, when I was about 40 feet away from it. And it was standing and watching me, not doing what I was doing. It only lasted a second or two before I looked away and looked back and it was being normal again, but it stuck with me. That was many years ago, and I've been working here for well over a decade now, and that's the strangest thing to ever happen on my shift. Although, there have been other minor things. It's strange noises, bumps in the night, flickering lights at 3am while listening to a scary story about 3am on another YouTube channel. 
but nothing that I can't give a rational explanation to or say that it's just a coincidence like that. However, I've thought about this for years, and even looked at the same mirror. It's pretty hard to avoid, literally thousands of times, and never had another glitch like that one. Anyways, that's my story. What does everyone else think? Possible glitch in the Matrix? Something paranormal trying to spook me? Could there really be something on the other side of the mirror? I swear that this account is completely true, and is indeed my own personal experience. Have a good day, friends, and please, share those stories. Hi, Raven. As I was listening to one of your Glitch in the Matrix videos, I remembered one of my own glitches that I had back when I was a teenager. I was 17, at home alone one weekend, and I wanted a treat. I found a box of cupcake mix, and I decided to make them. My kitchen is average-sized, there's an island that sticks out to the left, and the rest of the cabinets and sink are across the room to the right. I set the box of cupcake mix on the island to the left, and crossed the kitchen to grab a mixing bowl. When I turned around to set the mixing bowl down on the island, the cupcake mix was gone. I didn't hear anything fall, but still my first thought was that it must have fallen on the ground. I looked, and it wasn't on the ground. I'm immediately confused and my heart is starting to race. I felt very unnerved and stood there looking around the kitchen for a moment. I remember saying out loud, what the hell? My second thought was, did I just lose time and have some sort of mental episode? To be clear, I have no mental illness and never had anything like this happen again. I wasn't sleep deprived, I wasn't on any mind altering substances, no one was home so there's no way that someone moved it, if they had moved it, I would have been very obvious. I would have heard and seen someone in the kitchen with me. So, I snap out of freeze mode and I immediately start tearing through every cabinet and drawer. Right as I'm about to give up, I open the cutlery drawer, and there it is. The flipping box of cupcake mix. Laid flat, face up on top of my forks and spoons and knives. I literally set that box down on the kitchen island turned around for less than 15 seconds to grab a bowl, and somehow that cupcake mix poofed into a closed cutlery drawer across the room that hadn't been opened the entire time this event took place. Why? How? What exactly was that? I'm open to any suggestions. And to Raven, thank you from the bottom of my heart for all the wonderful stories you share and the calming delivery of these stories. I discovered your page when I was going through a hard time and listening to you read transported my mind, and it soothed my soul. Forever grateful and always looking forward to your next video, signed, Renee. Well, Renee, thank you very much for those kind words, and I'm very happy to have helped. And also, I hope the cupcakes were good.
Hi, Raven. A few months ago, I dropped a Mucinex, an anti-congestion pill, on the floor. I watched as it fell all the way to the ground, but lost sight of it as it landed. The pill, for those who aren't familiar, are fairly large and white in color, and, in theory, should have been very easy to spot on the dark carpet. Still, I assumed that it just took an odd bounce and must be nearby, so I searched for it for about five minutes or so before finally giving up. As I was standing there thinking about where else it could have possibly bounced to, I put my hands in my pullover sweater pocket and felt the unmistakable shape of the aforementioned pill in my right pocket. This is where things get weird. I could feel the pill but I couldn't remove it, because it wasn't inside my pocket, but rather inside of the cloth that makes up the pocket. I flipped the pocket inside out and could still feel the pill, but was unable to dislodge it, as it was quite literally on the inside of the material that makes up the pocket lining. At this point, I assumed that there must be a small hole inside my pocket, so I removed my sweater and spread it out flat on the floor. I put my hands on both the inside and outside of the pocket and tried to find a hole, but to no avail. There was no hole, and I had no way to explain how this pill was seemingly now sewn into my pullover. While I had no idea what the hell was going on, I knew that I should document the event, so I turned around and grabbed my cell phone off my desk. While I was trying to open up the camera app, Admittedly, I was a bit shaken at this point. In the corner of my eye, I noticed the large white pill sitting in the exact spot it had dropped originally, about six feet, or two meters, away from where it was before I turned around to grab my phone. I rechecked my sweater, which hadn't moved an inch, and it no longer contained a pill. To this day, it still doesn't have any sort of hole for a pill to fall into. After countless hours of thinking it through, I'm no closer to a logical explanation. Okay, so last night, something weird and completely unexplainable happened. So, I'm 26. I live with my fiancé, my brother, and my brother's fiancé, and our house is... weird. Like, the fridge will open with no one around, and then sometimes shut itself. One time, I was home alone and left my room for five minutes, because my brother's dog was freaking out, and when I came back, my ring light that I hadn't used or even put together since we moved here months prior, was assembled and blocking the path to my bed. And one of the cats screamed like he'd seen some stuff, often when he's alone in the basement. My room used to be in the basement, but I moved upstairs after the ring light incident. Now, on to my glitch from last night. It was pretty late close to midnight, but I really wanted to take a shower. I'll preface this with the fact that I was pretty tired, but I'm not confused. All was going well, 
I was listening to music and singing along the whole time, so I know that I didn't black out or anything. Anyway, I face away from the shower head unless necessary, so my back is to the shower. I have a leg up on the back of the tub, loofah on hand washing my calf, and singing to that Christina Perry song a thousand years. And then, the loofah just wasn't in my hand anymore. Confused? I looked to the hook where I always put my loofah, but it wasn't there. I turn around completely, and I see it. My loofah, hooked on the knob that controls the water. A place that I have literally never put it, as we all have hooks in the shower. Like, it was there one second, and then it really was just gone. Poof. And I felt very weird after that. I can't explain the feeling. I'm pretty sure that nobody believes me in my house because I'm obsessed with glitch stories, especially your podcast, but this really happened, and I would love it if someone had an explanation. And thank you for listening to my story. This glitch happened to me several years ago, when I was 15 years old. I've often wondered if other people had similar experiences, and then, since listening to Raven's channel, I'm relieved to know that I am not the only one who has experienced something very unusual. I was spending time at my grandparents' house, which consisted of six lightly wooded acres in the country. They had a nice barn and several other outbuildings, a small peach orchard, and they owned several horses and a couple of dogs. This was not an isolated area. The neighbor's house, outbuildings, chickens, and pet alpacas were clearly visible from my grandparents' property. After being out near the barn playing with the dogs one morning, I began to walk up the back steps to the house. For no particular reason, I glanced toward the neighbor's house next door. To my astonishment, there was no house. No outbuildings, no chickens, no alpacas, no trees. Just long prairie grass rippling in the wind. Confused, I looked towards my grandparents' barn. There was no barn. No dogs, no horses, no trees, just long, lush grass. I was no longer standing on the back steps, but on a flat prairie. The grass came up past my shoes, about halfway to my knees. I tried to comprehend what was happening, but I could no longer hear the familiar country sounds. I heard nothing but the wind passing through the seemingly endless prairie grass. It literally seemed to go on as far as I could see. I turned to look in the other direction, and suddenly everything snapped back into my regular reality. I was once again on the back steps, the dogs and horses were in the view, the neighbor's house was back in view, and their chickens and alpacas were going about their business, as if nothing unusual had occurred. I was astounded. I stood there for a few seconds, and then rushed into the back door. To my relief, everything was normal there in the house. My grandparents were getting ready for their day, 
preparing for breakfast, etc. This glitch, or whatever it was, has never happened again. Has anyone else had an experience like mine? Hi, Raven. My sister and I are big fans of your channel, and we're talking about our own glitch experiences, so I figured I would share them here. Story 1. My sister and I shared a room growing up, and we played together a lot. We had a toy oven in our room, and one day we decided to put one of our dolls in there. It was a blonde porcelain-type doll in a pretty dress. While the doll... baked... We both left the room and played in the living room. We were together the whole time. Eventually, we decided to check on our cooking and went to open the toy oven, and when we did, there was a completely different doll in there. It was now a Raggedy Ann doll with red yarn hair, stitches in her dress, and a soft body, which is very different from the doll that we put in there. We were both shocked and confused. We looked for the original doll for years, and we never found it again. Even as adults now, we both swear that we did not switch the doll, and it still weirds us out. We have many other instances of lost objects, small toys, a ring, etc. disappearing, and being found under our front porch. But while we checked there a few times in hopes that it would reappear too, that doll seemed to glitch out of existence. And story two. One morning, my sister and I woke up and started talking about a weird dream that we'd had. Both of us dreamt that there was a figure standing in our front lobby. We could both recall hearing him and going down there to see him, and then hiding from him. If there really was an intruder, why did we both wake up in our beds and both recall this as a dream? If it was a dream... Why did we both share it that night? Today is Monday, July 24th, 2023, and I had something happen to me again that I have no rational explanation for. Over the past two or three years, I've been looking for a box that has a kitten on it, and my mom bought it for me in September of 1998, when I was 18 years old. On to the glitch. I was upstairs in my mom's house looking for this box that has a kitten on it, and I went through like six or so large totes and couldn't find it. I went to this gray tote to look into it, and I didn't find it there. Right next to it was a larger red tote. I looked through it and still couldn't find it. I kid you not, I looked right back over at the gray tote, and there was my box with the kitten on it laying upside down on the gray tote. Like I said, I looked in the gray tote first and then the larger red tote next. It's like it just appeared out of nowhere. My mom was downstairs and was the only person in the house, and I doubt anyone in my family would play a practical joke on me. I'm totally bewildered, and I'm trying to find a rational explanation for it, but I can't. 
Over the past several months, I started watching glitches in the Matrix, and I have had several things that I mentioned in another video that I can't find a rational explanation for either. Does anyone have any idea what this might be? I've never experienced a glitch myself until last week. I bought a biscuit mix a few months back. Last week, my mom found it in the pantry and asked me to make it because she was in the mood for biscuits. I went to get it out because she told me it was right in the front. The biscuit mix was not in the front where she said it was. I looked on the shelf where all of our mixes are and it wasn't there. I looked on all of the other shelves, and it wasn't on any of them either. I was very confused, but I figured that she might have just put it in the fridge while looking for the other ingredients to make them. It wasn't in there either. I looked in the can cupboard, and it wasn't there. I finally looked on all of the counters in case it was out, and I missed it. It wasn't in any of the locations in the kitchen or anywhere in the rest of the house. I gave up and just made some from scratch. The biscuit mix has not made an appearance as of this point, and I hope to find it someday, but I have a feeling that I just never will. In the summertime, one of my neighbors has a yearly garage sale that takes place on Friday and Saturday. My family usually checks it out, as my neighbor has a niece about my age, and sometimes she contributes cute clothes that I like to look at. It's also common for my dad to state that he saw them setting up for the garage sale on his drive home from work. Years ago, it was the weekend of the garage sale. The night before we went to it, I had a dream that I looked into a tub of wallets. I picked up a wallet, opened it, and found money inside. After waking up, I forgot about the dream for a while until later. My family arrived at the neighbor's garage sale, and it started out normal. After looking through some clothes, I saw a basket with wallets and small purses, I then remembered my dream and picked up a wallet. I thought it would be cool if I opened it and found money inside, like the dream. And, as you're probably expecting, I opened the wallet, and boom, there was $7 inside the wallet. I used the money to purchase my items at the sale and went on with my life. It wasn't until recently that I realized that my dream literally came true. The power of the human brain is spooky. So that was this week's collection of Glitch in the Matrix stories on the As the Raven Dreams podcast. I hope you enjoyed this collection of glitchy goodness. If you did and would like to listen to more of this. You can always check out the other episodes of the podcast. 
or support the channel further by actually going to my YouTube channel and checking out my videos. Just go to YouTube and search As The Raven Dreams. You can also go to AsTheRavenDreams.com for lots of other good stuff. Ways to get early access, read stories that I've written, submit your own story, and things like that. All that said, friends, thank you very much for listening. I do hope to see you in two weeks on the next Glitch in the Matrix episode. But until then, sleep well.